Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of the Charge Running Podcast. I'm Coach Larry, and in today's episode, you'll get to learn more about one of the Charge coaches, Coach Casey. You'll get to find out what his hobbies are, where he's from, his job outside of Charge, and what his favorite running workout is, and even his favorite beer. So let's jump right into this episode where we get to learn all about one of your favorite charge coaches. How's it going? Good, how are you? Good, this might be the first time I've used Skype since like 2012. Tell me about it. Yeah, this isn't really doing me any justice. But <laughs> what days are your classes currently? So currently I got Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the uh, kind of like crack of dawn classes, 5.45 a.m. Central. Um, and then I've got Saturday early afternoon and then Sunday uh, morning for the weekly long run. Everyone's favorite 70 minutes of random music. It's Love really it. Fun. Oh, that's yeah. great. Okay, so you're like throughout the week. If you haven't yeah. run with Casey yet, definitely check him out. He's a really cool trainer. I think he's been with Charge the longest. That's true. But we will go over that in a second. I wonder how bad it is to drink a beer before yoga. <laughs> it's probably fine. I bet it's, it probably loosens you up even more, would be my guess. Maybe. Um, I heard you're drinking a beer over there. What you got? Yes, I got a Sierra Nevada <gasps> Torpedo. I have a Sierra Nevada. There you go. Hazel Thing IPA. Cheers. Look at that. I know. Yeah. I was actually, I'm from Chico, and I just went to the brewery with my dad and boyfriend, and we did an nice. educational tasting, and we went through all the beers, and oh my gosh, so good. Is there really such thing as an educational tasting of beer? I think it's tasting is tasting. Did you come out any more educated than you went in? A little bit. Well, we tried new beers like uh, the Skiesta. It's like a, it's a lager, but it's way more full flavor compared to like a Bud Light or Coors Light. Right. So good. Are you a big skier or snowboarder? Uh, Yeah. So I grew up in Vermont. So big snowboarder. Yeah. And you're near snow. You're in Michigan, right? I'm in Wisconsin. Used to live in Michigan. Okay. Okay. But it's snowing right now, right? It is. It just started like uh, two hours ago. So you yeah. can go, wait, you said snowboarding or skiing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you should check and see if they have the Skiesta beer because it's really good. I think Sierra Nevada partnered with like a ski company. Wow. This okay. is very uneducated after an educational tasting, <laughs> but yeah. they have it at a lot of like um, resorts and ski lift. See, I don't right. snowboard or ski, so I don't know the verbiage here, but right. you, you can drink it, it on a chairlift. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it's very flat in Wisconsin, so there's not that much skiing or snowboarding to do here. But it is also cold and snowy, so it's very confusing. That is. Where the heck are the mountains? Where do you have to go? Nowhere. You can't go anywhere. No, you got to go up north. You got to go up like really far north. Minnesota, Canada? Michigan, up into Canada. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Oh, that's true. We're a neighboring state. Well, interesting. Right. I learn something new every day. Yeah, there you go. Don't go to Wisconsin to go snowboarding. Um, no, well, cheers. Absolutely. Cheers. Well, thanks so much for being here today. Totally appreciate it. This is episode one of Get to Know Your Coaches featuring Coach Casey. So we're going to run through. Heck yeah, that's you. So we're going to run through a few questions today just so our charge runners will get to know a little bit more about you. I mean, people run with you all the time. Let's hop into the questions though. I mean, why not? All right. So thank goodness we already have our beer flowing. Man, it's going to help. It really is. All right. So let's talk about charge stuff first. Sure. So how long have you been a coach at charge? Oof, that's a good question. Um, my entire life, I think I was uh, 
learn to do charge. Um, <laughs> no, I've been, uh, man, I think we're, I think I'm going on two and a half years. Two we're and a half? pretty close to it. Maybe two years. Yeah. Seriously? So I was hired, I used to live in Chicago and a couple of years ago. So I think it would be, yeah, I think we're just over the two year mark. Okay. Well, that makes sense because um, co-founders, Matthew, Julie, and Rory. Rory is originally from Chicago, right? Yeah. So they all, they all grew up, um, Matthew and, uh, Rory went to high school together and obviously Julie is Matthew's sister and they all grew up just outside of Chicago in a suburb. Did you, how did you know them or how did you get connected with them? I, I actually, I didn't know them. I have been coaching for a while now in a couple different formats. I was high school athletic director and, and head coach back in the day in Chicago and uh, Julie found my coaching profile online and reached out to me. Um, From the RCA website or where did she find your profile? On um, a private coaching website called Coach Up. No way. Yeah. So I had a profile on there and I get a message one day from a young woman named Julie who's very peppy and fun and lots of exclamation points in her email. Um, and I was 100% sure it was a scam. So <laughs> I... <laughs> So I Googled it for like two days. I was just like Googling everything because I didn't want to respond. If I was like, next thing they're going to ask for my mother's maiden name and my social security number. I know it. Um, but I Googled and it checked out. So I responded and got on the phone with Julie and then Rory and then Matt, I think. I think I went through the three-stage interview. Mm -hmm. um, I started within a couple weeks of that. And uh, back then it was just me, Julie, Rory, and then Sarah. Um, who now still works on the team but isn't a trainer. And it was mm -hmm. just us doing all the runs, just, so just the four of us. And Matt running the ship from the uh, kind of CEO chair. No way. That's yeah, crazy. It was, it's crazy it was, how big it's grown. I can't imagine yeah. if we only had that many trainers at this time. Well, we had, I mean, our run numbers were drastically smaller. I mean, we're talking like maybe five to ten a day max. Um and, you know, I was still doing the, I think, I honestly think the only reason they hired me is because I was willing to do the 5 a.m. runs because I had to be into work at like 7 o'clock. So it's like the only runs I can do are 5 a.m. And they're like, oh, okay, great. You're hired. Like, um, we need you anyways for that time. So awesome. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a, it, it was a complete, it was like Mad Max Fury Road. I mean, it was just anarchy. All the, it was just insanity. Um, but it was super fun, and it keep, got me really invested in, in the project and the mission, and, and the mm -hmm. people that built it are engaging and fun, and they're passionate as well. And you know that was important to me. So Rory and Matt and Julie made all the difference in the world. Love that, and definitely agree with that. What do you like most about Charge? Um, you know, <laughs> I feel like you just said it, but I, I mean, there are a lot, yeah, I said a lot of it already. There are a lot of things I like about it. Um, I think from from a coach perspective, so at this point, I've been coaching athletes and you know collegiate athletes and high level high school athletes for for a long time. Um, and Charge was my first opportunity to coach just passionate all types of athletes, mm -hmm. people that were just getting into running, people that were marathoners, everything like that. And it kind of levels the playing field. Everyone's kind of in there going through the same work at the same time. Um, and for me, as someone that loves to see that progression and loves to see individuals starting at point A and working their way to point Z, um, it gave me an opportunity to see that for dozens upon dozens and now hundreds upon hundreds of people that I would have previously never had the opportunity to coach. And they are totally. some of the 
greatest people to coach in the world. And, and I love doing it every day. And it's just not anything I would have had access to otherwise. That's really interesting because yeah. I, I mean, we have so many different coaches with so many different backgrounds and experiences, but I never have coached collegiate level runners. And I never mm-hmm. really got into that. Like I was kind of looking at coaching high school level for a while, but I always, st- I started with walk to run runners and runners in their 40s and 50s. And I coach a lot of runners in their 50s now. So it is kind of interesting, our backgrounds coming together to coach. Yeah. Honestly, there's high school runners I've seen in charge. There's collegiate runners on break. There's, you know, moms. There's people in their 70s, I, I think. I don't know. I have to look at yeah, the numbers. There again. definitely are. All we over. Have, yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. You you get you get this, this pure variety, uh, but the... The intensity level is all the same, and not and not just intensity level of the runs. I mean, it, these people are all super intensive about running, mm-hmm. which is awesome in a really positive way, right? And I love running. Running changed my life. Um, without running, you know, a lot of things would have been different for me. And and so it's it's really cool to see that same type of passion and enjoyment and engagement in people across the country and across the world at this point. Oh my god, one hundred percent! Just changing yeah. their life at whatever point of life they're in. Right, exactly. It could be 75, it could be 15. Totally agree. Love that. Well, now that we've established that you love charge, and I agree, (laughs) (laughs) let's dive into some personal questions. Are you ready? Uh, Yes. Uh, (laughs) I have my lawyer standing by just in case they get a little too personal. Perfect. Um, Just as I told you to do. (laughs) Right. I'm going to plead the fifth just in case. (laughs) Great. All right. Let's do this. So you mentioned you originally lived... You live in Chicago. Hold on. I got this. You live in Wisconsin. You used to live in Chicago, but you grew up in Michigan? Nope. Okay. Tell me Tell me the story of Casey. Where did you okay. live? I mean, it was not, not too far off. Um, I, I, was, I grew up in Vermont. Oh, Vermont. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I went slopes. to undergrad. Yep. Hitting the slopes. You yeah. know, living the Burton dream, as it were, back in the, in the 90s. Pure. Um, I, I went to undergrad in Ohio. Okay. Um, Where in Ohio? Then, uh, Worcester, Ohio, or College of Worcester. It's a small liberal arts school. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I, I, I ran there, um, and then I went and lived in Oregon and took a crack at training like full time. Hello, West Coast. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so time. did you transfer to like U of O or where? No, this is just like after my eligibility was done, I moved out there, took a job uh, working in a kitchen at a restaurant, and spent a year just being like. How fast can I get if I run all the time? Um, That's amazing. Turns out working in a restaurant industry does not really allow you to run that much. So <laughs> didn't go as far as I wanted to. And then I moved to Massachusetts and lived in Boston. Then I went to graduate school in Michigan. Then I moved to Chicago and now I'm in Wisconsin. That's really, you know, circling around the U.S. right there. Yeah, it's all over the place. I, I kind of like it, though. I mean, I get to explore a lot of different places and see a lot of different things. So it's kind of fun. Oregon were you? Yeah, Michigan State. Oh, no, Oregon? Yeah. Oh, I think it's said Michigan. Uh, I was in Portland. You're in Portland? Cool. Yeah. Cool. Portland's mm-hmm. the best. Yeah, I'm pretty hip. As <laughs> what, <you know. laughs> what kind of a restaurant did you work in when you lived there? It's pretty fancy. It was just this high-end kind of... American farm-to-table restaurant called uh, Merryweather's. Still there. Did you work, um, were you a back of house, like a chef? Were you a server? I was a, what's called an expediter, an expo. So it's like the in-between person between the servers and the chefs. So I like manage all the orders and tickets and tell the chefs what to bring out first and then 
tell the servers to come back and get the food. So I'm like the, the maestro of the kitchen with zero cooking experience and very little respect. So. <laughs> Isn't that how it always is? That's so cool. So when you went to Oregon, what was your goal as a runner? Were you just trying uh, to get as fast as you can and compete, you know, in a, yeah. at an elite level? So I, I had been a 1500 meter runner in college. Okay. Um, if, you know, I love my college coach, I think I was misplaced in that event and but that's on me because I was like refusing to do anything else. I was like, Nothing I further. To, yeah, 1500 or bust. <laughs> um, and he was, he probably was like, you're not going to be as good at this as other things. Yeah. Um, what do you think so, would be your event if you could go back and choose another event? I think 5k would have been my sweet spot. Um, I had pretty good leg speed, but not top end leg speed. Um, and I get by my mechanics are not, the purest in the world, but I get by a lot on strength, which has always been my strength as it were. Mm -hmm. So muscular endurance has always been kind of a strong suit for me. So um, getting that kind of slightly longer distance that requires a little bit of turnover and a little bit of anaerobic work, yeah. uh, switch muscles, I think would have been good for me, which is what I tried to do when I moved to Oregon is get my 5k time down as low as possible and see if I could, you know, start making a go of it there didn't work, but, you but did I, it, I got though. faster, awesome. so just didn't get as fast as I would have liked. Well, yeah, at least you got faster. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really funny that you say that, but on a very low level compared to what you're talking about. In high school, I, I was like a sprinter, and I was <laughs> never, I just couldn't develop my speed in such a short distance, like a 200 meter, even 400 right. meter. At the end of the 400, I'd finally feel like I got my, you know, cadence being what it needed yeah. to do. Never was right. able to find a distance that worked for me, and I realized... I should have really gotten to long distance back in the day when yeah. it could have been, you know, an aha moment for me, but definitely took a lot longer to realize yeah. that it was an option. Hindsight's totally 2020. I feel the same way. My acceleration is pretty trash. Like <laughs> I just get busted in sprints. It takes me, it essentially took me 1500 meters to, to get, get that up warm to up. the yeah. pace. Right. And by that point I was already 30 meters behind everyone else. So it was like, and yeah. it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating because then it's like you're trying to catch up, but they're already so far ahead. Right. So, I mean, fun times. I loved it. I mean, college running kind of set me on the path that I'm on now, but I uh, I look back on that and think, good God, it's <laughs> not a miler. I'm doing the 1500. That's amazing. <laughs> well, I tried to be an 800 meter runner. That, that blew up real quick. Insanity to me. The 400 and 800 it's so fast and you just have to be so like a very particular runner to be able to accelerate. And yeah. <laughs> so outside of charge, do you have another job? And if so, what do you do? I do. I'm a college. I'm the director of cross country and track and field for Bryant and Stratton college, which is in Milwaukee. Wow. You're the director. That's insane. Yeah. So I got hired out of Chicago to take over the cross country program um, two years ago. Or a year ago, actually, um, or a little over a year ago. And so I founded the cross-country program. They had never had a cross-country program before, and they were looking for kind of a new coach to come in and form it and recruit. Um, so I came in and kind of took over the program and built the women's and men's team to compete this past fall. Yeah. Um, so we had our first competitive season this past fall, and then the athletic department's expanding. It's a small school um, that's looking to expand pretty rapidly, so they're adding track and field. Um, so they promoted me to both. Um, so now I have the fun job of trying to build another new team and maintain <laughs> the team I currently have. That's so, amazing. I feel like yeah. you're perfectly fit for it and you're definitely in your element. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll check back in in about 12 months and we'll see how that goes. But <laughs> We'll do nice another one of these. Follow up with Casey. Yeah. How is he doing? Right. <laughs> Where he... are they now? <laughs> so what are your hobbies and favorite pastimes outside of running? Oh, man. Is there anything other than running? I know. Honestly? It really does circle your life. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I'm a big fan of live music. My partner and I go to a lot of live music shows, concerts. Um, Madison has a kind of shockingly good music scene um, for a small city. Um, it's, very, it's very conveniently located between Minneapolis and Chicago, so big bands now stop over, yeah, which is sure. sweet. Um, so we go to we went to one live show a month minimum for the past year, which has been super fun. I love that goal. Well, who's your favorite band that you've seen in Madison? Um, so, ooh, that's a good question. So my, I think the, the best kind of overall in terms of like music, my favorite band was Guster. Um, they came, I'm a big Guster fan just naturally. So that was great. I think the best show was, I saw Judah and the Lion recently. Cool. Um, and they had an awesome show. But then I also got to see Smash Mouth for free, which was They're an so experience. Nice. Yeah, for anyone that experienced like All Star and all those good songs that came out in like 1999 to 2002, um, it was pretty awesome. You'd recommend? Yeah, oh, for sure. Well, don't pay for it, but definitely if you have an opportunity to go for free, go for free. So go on They're YouTube not... or? Huh? I'm like, so go on YouTube? Yeah, exactly. Or Spotify is a great way to do Spotify. it. Yeah, yeah, so like, don't go see them live, but no, I'm just kidding. Right. That'd be really fun, though. That'd be very nostalgic and a good time. So do you have the best music in your runs? I have, well, I think I have the best music. <laughs> um, I mean, that's a very loaded question. I know, it is. You're going to get, you know, a couple calls from another coach. A couple yeah. coaches being like, yeah. hey, Casey. I, I can tell you who my music is definitely better than. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it's in my head. I'm not gonna say that. I, I know exactly who it is, but um, uh, no, I. Uh, Are you adding me right now? Yeah, it's, it's you. Michelle. You told You're... me that I used too much Dua Lipa. Was that you, or was that Lindsay? Uh, that was me, but also only because I think you had commented that I used too much Justin Bieber. Which is really funny because I, first of all, I, when you told me that, I was like, "Who is Dua Lipa?" And then I found out that she was featured in a lot of songs. And then my 2019 Spotify most listened to artist came up. <laughs> Dua Lipa was on the top 10 or top five. I was like, no way. I should have I showed you that. But I'm telling you. Um, no shade to Dua Lipa. Just didn't know who she was. <laughs> she's fine. It's a she, right? She, it yeah. is. Yeah. Okay. She's fine. Um, I, yeah. I mean, I think I bring a pretty eclectic mix to the music. Okay. Um, I put on songs that I want to listen to while sitting at the desk doing the charge run. But it's also, I think, music that you could run to. So it's like a good balance. So I think it keeps me more engaged because I'm like grooving to music that I'm enjoying listening to. You know, like I'm, I get the EDM thing. Like the, it's like the, the rhythm is great. I don't want to sit through three hours of EDM, so I'm not going to play it. Yeah. <laughs> However... You give me like an hour and a half of Queen and like throw in some like struts and like a little killers action here and there and like I'll be good. So An hour and a half of Queen? Oh yeah. Yeah. Minimum. <laughs> so listen to Bohemian Rhapsody three times? Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I've My theme drums, my music theme drums now, I started with now that's what I call music volume one, the oh, soundtrack. Wow. And every week I'm doing the next one. So I got up to volume five 
today, which was sweet. So come on in Monday at uh, 6.30 a.m. Central Time. 4 a.m. my time. Let's do it. Do it. Now that's what I call music. Six is coming your way. Oh my gosh, that's a really fun idea. Yeah. It's hard, and it's yeah. hard to do, to do those theme music runs. Like, there's a lot of planning that goes behind it. Yeah, let's just. I'm going to throw this out here right now, though. Ooh, no one else is allowed to take this idea. <laughs> no, you can't. Other charge runners or charge trainers cannot start taking. This isn't going to go live for a while, so you know what? Maybe I'll steal it, and no one will know. And I <laughs> yeah. can always cut this out of the video. Oh, you could. There's no evidence. Yeah. Sure. Except the five consecutive weeks that I've done it thus far. <laughs> I just take over at seven. So I think I know the answer to this. Actually, maybe I don't. What is your favorite distance to race now in 2019, heading into 2020? Ooh. Uh, I'm a... I'm thinking I want to say a half marathon, but I all I actually might drop it down and say 10k. Okay. I like the 5k, but I'm getting a little old. Um, my legs just aren't quite moving the way that they used to. So 5k's I got like whooped up on during a turkey trot by what I think is like a 12 year old. I'm not 100 percent sure <laughs> how old he was, but he was very young. What I'm thinking <laughs> was a 12 year old. Yeah, I mean, then you uh, still won your age group probably. I, yeah, I mean, I, I did very well, but, uh, but yeah, he definitely beat me. Wow. Uh, uh, so I think 10K, um, I've had a lot of success at the half marathon distance. I think I'm actually probably, I might be the least experienced marathoner in the entire charge training group. No way. Um, outside of Larry. I don't know if Larry's done them, but. Have you done a marathon? I've only ever done one. Really? Uh, yeah. And well, when I you're like, really like hardcore trained. That's like What's a that? completely different training plan. Sure. Yeah. But I, I joined, I was running for a semi-professional racing team in Chicago. Um, you probably had really high mileage. Yeah. I trained specifically for the marathon. So I spent about eight months or something with a coach just training for the marathon. Um, and anyone who has ever run their first marathon knows that all of that training preparation goes out the door in your first marathon, like halfway through. So like, it's not a great experience. You did um, an eight month training plan. Yeah, pretty much. I started in, uh, I raced it in May and I started in August or September, maybe October. Yeah, that's, that's very intense. And you're so right. You go into your first race, all planned. You got your long runs in, feeling good about the pace, whatever. But you just never know what that wall is gonna feel like, or if you're gonna hit yeah. it, or what the heck it feels like at mile 25. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, you know, it, I mean, it was one of those experiences where now I know, like, I'm definitely going to, I'm going to want to do it again at some time. Yeah. Um, but I need to get to the point again where I am, am like confident. Like it was definitely kind of a real moment. Like, wow, this is hard. <laughs> People that say running a marathon or racing a marathon, I should say is hard are not kidding. This is, this is no joke. So I've, I've scaled it back. I actually took an entire year where I didn't track any of my training and all I did was just run. Um, That's awesome. And I just ran based on my watch and how much I felt like doing that day. And sometimes I wouldn't run with a watch and I just did it for 12 months. And I was like, no training plan. Sometimes I'd run faster, sometimes I'd run slower, no racing, nothing like that, just to kind of see, to kind of find the love again. Because I got to a certain point where I'd been running really competitively and, and very regiment. Yeah. regimented like for mentally plateaued yeah for like 10 years and it was like this is probably this is probably enough of this 
I mean, the fact that you're able to get yourself to find a way to love running again, which, you know, not having a a goal for X amount of time, running without a watch sometimes, which is so hard to do when you're a numbers person. Yeah. And I think charge is is a really good kind of conduit to that. That helped me a lot to kind of find my love for running again, too, was to see other people love running. Uh Yeah. So it was nice to see that. And it was also nice to see people kind of doing the same thing that I was doing, where they just join a charge run to have fun and to go out and just like run and enjoy themselves with no real training goal in mind for that given day. Yeah. And that as a, as a younger me had been very, very hard. And now, you know, I'm not, I mean, I'm not ancient, but like, like, (laughs) you know, as, as my knees start to go a little bit, I got to just enjoy the process again. Um, so it's fun to do. Well, I love that. That's very spiritual of you to, to say. I'm very deep. You're very deep. Do you have any races on the calendar going into 2020 then? Uh, I don't, actually. Um, I did a turkey trot in 2019. I'll probably try to rip through a couple more. Now I'm back into training. Like now I'm tracking my mileage again um, and going to start integrating workouts. And, you know, I do long runs um, now every week and stuff like that. So I don't I don't have any, uh, any plans. I'll probably do uh, – I'll start inching up the race distances, probably try to throw in some 10Ks and half marathons within the next six to eight months. Uh, and then I'll pro- – you know, I'm, I'm thinking within the next year or two, I'll, I'll give it another crack at the marathon and see how it goes. That's great. Yeah. Well, you should come to California for a half. Yeah, I would love that. Anything that's not Midwestern weather for a race is superb. Here. Perfect. We have flat mar- or half marathons too. It's great. So you can train in Wisconsin and be good to go. Yeah, it'll be awesome. What is your favorite workout? Um, ooh, that's a really good question. To coach or to run? To run. Okay. Um, ooh, to I coach this is a good one. Anyways, yeah. keep going. Could be a speed day, could be a you know a light workout day. Maybe you yeah. love hill repeats. I don't know. You tell me. Uh, uh, well, side note, I actually really enjoy hill repeats. Okay. Um, it's very hilly in Vermont, so running on hills came pretty naturally. Not my favorite workout, though. My favorite workout to ex- to do myself, I'm sure people call it different things. I've always called it the Griegel V workout, um, which is a combination of my name, my last name, and my tr- former training partner's last name. Okay. Because um, we used to do it every three weeks um, in our training cycles. And you get onto a track, and you do a continuous 5k on a track alternating between 800 meters what you would consider like on which is for us around like 230 um and then 800 meters off which would be around 250 normally about 20 seconds slower than the on and then the last 200 meters because obviously it's not even so the last 200 meters of the 5k is just every man for himself so you pay, you switch laps, you pace each other, you get through the first three miles essentially, and then the last 200 meters is just everything you got left. And it's a great confidence builder. It works that neuromuscular system of like transitioning between speeds. And what's cool is you can finish that with like a pretty good time. Like say you run 17:30 for for that rep or 18 minutes for that workout, you can walk away from that knowing that you are much faster mm-hmm. because for half of it you were holding back on the pace. Yeah. You I love off. that. I want to do that yeah. workout. It's fun. It's fun. You definitely need a training partner. It's really hard to do by yourself. Yeah. I, I find that when I'm on the track, I need a partner to help push me and keep each other up with the pace and make sure that we're on track. But yeah, absolutely. with that workout, it sounds like your off pace is still really stinking fast. Like you're right, definitely working. Like recovery. Yeah. Which, because I mean, it's like your body's like, 
you know, if, if you're running a 2.30 split for the on and then you take it back by 20 seconds for a half mile, I mean, that seems like you're essentially like slamming on the brakes. Um, so your body is taking big deep breaths and your heart rate's dropping even though you're still running sub six minutes per mile pace. Yeah. Um, still so you seems feel, fast you feel to me. Great. Yeah, it's awesome. But I think in comparison, like when you're doing that fast distance or that fast pace and even dropping back 10 seconds per mile or like sure. you know, 20 seconds and a half mile, that's going to seem like a lot regardless yeah, of the and, pace. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter what pace you're doing. It's it's the the change in intensity is enough where your body feels like it's recovering if it's 20 seconds, um, even if it's, you know, five minutes to 520. Yeah. Um, and it's enough of a change where your body still feels like it's recovering, but you're not really losing time. So you're still finishing a 5K in a pretty quick split while purposely like pulling back on the reins a little bit for half of it. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. What is, okay, so then what's your favorite workout to coach with charge? Uh, uh, I, I am a big fan of moderate tempo runs with charge. Um, I think tempo runs are very underrated. I don't really think they're underrated. I just think a lot of runners that maybe don't have a lot of guidance don't really know how to execute them super well. Mm -hmm. um, and I think all of our charge users now know how to execute them like exceptionally well. I have yet to have a moderate tempo run or a light tempo run where people haven't done the accelerations for the durations uh, in terms of effort that, that are kind of asked of for the tempo runs. And people are just really good at nailing those paces time and time again Yeah. Uh, without being on a track or without a GPS watch or whatever. Um, and a lot of times tempo runs come down to your feel and how you're feeling and kind of feeling the rhythm and hearing the sound of the pitter-patter of your feet. And it takes a little bit of practice to really lock that in. And once you get it, it's like you can just hit tempo after tempo after tempo for days on end. How do you structure your moderate tempo runs? I know all coaches do it a little bit differently, but what's like a, let's say you have a 40 minute moderate tempo. How would you typically structure your class? Yeah. So um, after like the initial dynamic warm up, we normally do somewhere between five and seven minutes of level one just kind of like easy jogging. It's always so much easier to get into a tempo run after you've been at a good controlled run for, for a little while. So I try to get in at least about a half mile of that kind of work. And then we do just kind of on offsets, depending on the group and depending on the, the moderate intensity, anywhere between about four and seven minutes of level two work at a time, followed by normally a 50 to 75% jog recovery. Cool. Um, for a moderate tempo. So it'll be, you know, four to seven minutes at tempo pace. And normally how I cue it is you want to spend the first 50% accelerating and then you want to stay locked in and engage okay. for the last 50%. Yeah. So if it's four minutes, don't slam on the pedal and suddenly be going at your pace right away. A tempo run is supposed to be rhythmic and it's supposed to feel controlled. So take your time kind of building up into it and then maintain for the second half. And then we bring it back down to a level one or an active recovery to open it up for walking as needed. And that's normally 50 to 75% of whatever the duration before was. I would love to do that class with you. That sounds really great. Yeah, you say that now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming for now seven, just kidding. Yeah. If I have insomnia, then I'll just wake up at four and do it. <laughs> other than running, do you have any other fitness related hobbies? I don't know if, so I wouldn't call them hobbies. I do. You're like, I, I don't really like strength training, but I do it. Yeah, yeah hobbies kind of denote that you enjoy doing them. I, en I enjoy the result that I get in my running from doing other things. 
So what other things um, do you do? Yeah, so I I love a good good cross training day. I really like hiking. So like like mountain hiking, not just like going for a long walk. You don't have mountains in Wisconsin. They don't, so I don't do them in Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm not as fulfilled here without my mountains. But uh, getting in like some good long hikes is really nice for some cross training. Works the quads a lot and the calves, especially going downhill, which is kind of fun. I actually, I kind of learned to love strength training, but only because I, I can really feel it when I do it properly and do it consistently in my running. So when I was in college, um, because I ran cross country and track, and I went from running 8K and 10K in cross country to trying to run that 1500 in track, the winter was spent transitioning and trying to get stronger and, and fitter and more powerful as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. So I spent a lot of time in the gym with my fellow kind of mid-distance teammates doing a lot of like real power lifting, back squats and deadlifts, um, clean hangs and like stuff like that so that you can really kind of get that explosive power. So I kind of learned to like that and I like it now still. I'm like anti-gym membership, kind of like morally. I understand that. <laughs> Luckily for me, I have a great partner and she just bought me this like sweet resistance band set with these hooks and stuff that you can like hook together and put on like a door and stuff. So I actually just before this interview did a, a set of that stuff. Nice. Uh, which, yeah, helps with the elasticity and flexibility, but also it's really freaking hard because the bands are pretty tough. Um, Band so training can, is very good. Yeah, it's great. Um, and it's at home. So like, I can like do it while watching TV or like 100%. whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, you don't need to go to a gym for strength training. You could have some resistance yeah. bands, maybe a few dumbbells, maybe just body weight. You can really get it sure. done anywhere. Yeah. I mean, up until this point when I had resistance band, I had one 10 pound rubber plate and I had like a 45 pound kettlebell and that was it. And I have done every possible exercise and, yeah. and, and routine possible in, in the last couple of years with just that stuff and gotten really good results out of it. So you don't need a lot. Um, I think gyms can be super helpful for like Motivation. ellipticals and, and, yeah, and cross training. Yeah, cross training. You know, if, if you want to like bench press, that's really hard to do at home without a bench press. <laughs> but you can get the same type of muscle activation with resistance bands by doing like a chest press or like a strict press or something like that. So, you 100%. know. Yeah, I always say to runners that like don't want to run outside during the cold weather or whatever and don't have a gym membership, it's like maybe look into a cheap gym membership to use the treadmill if you don't have access to one. And then also if you want to use equipment or anything that you wouldn't have at home, you have the gym for that. But sure. if you want to do strength training, you don't have a gym membership, you can do it at home. You can do push-ups, planks. Like, there's so many different moves that you can do, no equipment needed. Yeah, absolutely. With with a little bit of knowledge and a little bit of research, you can come up with routines that are going to get you the exact same type of results um, at home with next to no equipment than you'd get using like one of those super like bow flex thing the jigs. Yeah, where you're like you're upside doing, down. Like, yeah, and doing this <laughs> thing, and, you know, whatever it is um, at the gym and paying you know, $500 a month or I don't know what gym memberships cost. Dang. As I said, I don't that have one. That sounds like so. a nice one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite cross training exercise? I like biking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like mountain biking, um, you know, road biking, uh, I don't do it as much as I would like just because I can, I run, um, you know, uh, I can run quite often. I really enjoy swimming. I would like to think that I more splash than actually swim. I don't know. 
I'm not like a super technical swimmer, but uh, burning more yes. calories. <laughs> sure. I mean, really, anything outside, I think, is going to be is going to be my cup of tea. All right. Uh, big question here. What is your diet like? Ooh, that's a really good question. It's mainly beer. Mainly beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I I'm kind of a creature of habit. I think a good anecdote is that for like 15 years, maybe not 15 years, but for a long time, through most of elementary school, all of middle school, and all of high school, I ate a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every day for lunch. So I get into a routine and I like to stick to that routine. Luckily for me, I now live with someone that is a very good cook, which helps me a lot. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, which is helpful. I, I can get around a kitchen fine, but she's definitely kind of diversified my palate a little bit, which is great. I eat a lot of, a lot of rice, I'm a big fan of pasta. I try to do all my meals with different nutrient packs kind of included in them. So I get a lot of my fruit and complex carbohydrates in the form of whole wheat bread and whatnot in the morning. I normally do a good amount of like raw vegetables and some type of pretty basic sandwich in the afternoon. I might throw in like a protein smoothie at some point as like a snack. I also really like pretzels. Me too. Like, yeah, like sourdough nibblers. I'm like, I think they're the best thing in the world. Um, so I eat a lot of those. And then for dinner, it's it's pretty mixed up, honestly. So lots of chicken. Um, we don't eat a lot of red meat. We have one day a week where we go vegetarian, which is kind of fun and also frustrating, but fun, I guess. <laughs> You're pretty healthy overall then. Do you do it mostly because of you know, to keep you healthy for running or mostly just because, you know, it's your lifestyle? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Uh, I think it definitely helps my running. I'm not a really big snacker, which I think was the big thing that kind of took my running or helped my running a lot when I was younger. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I've never been a big fan of like Cheetos or chips or anything like that. So that stuff just doesn't exist in my house. I don't like pop so much or, or soda um, anymore. Yeah. So I don't, we don't like drink that, that kind of, that kind of stuff just kind of just eliminating those simple things made a big difference. But I think it's just my taste preference. I like chicken more than I like beef. You know, I like turkey more than I like pork. So those things just, just make things pretty simple. And then also affordability, honestly, you know, I will definitely eat a steak. Like if you give me a steak, I will eat a steak. But am I gonna go out and buy a steak? Mm -hmm. Probably not because I can get five pounds of chicken for, the, for a half pound of steak or, or whatever it may be, so. Um, I like to maximize the amount of caloric intake I can get, the least amount of money, so. You're such a guy. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> what is your go-to breakfast? Winter, it's uh, oatmeal. I do fruit, oatmeal, steel cut oats with milk and like some type of seed. Gabby, what type of seed is that? <laughs> Flaxseed. Flaxseed. Flaxseed, nice. Black seeds, and then I take it out of the microwave, and then I put like a huge dollop of peanut butter. Oh, absolutely, me and almond butter. But yeah, and then you mix it together. That's where you get the flavor. Yeah, I'm I'm like super basic on breakfast. I'll, I'll eat like a bowl of Cheerios with banana, something like that, or I feel just like, like Coach Dana did that in her trainer takeover. Yeah, yeah, it's, and. I mean, I like eggs a lot too, but also I don't always have time to do that stuff. So I'd rather have something that's cold and quick and I can just kind of smack together if I'm trying to get out the door. Oatmeal, we've kind of got like a routine down. Mm -hmm. You can just so, make it in a very like methodical way. Yeah, it's great. It's like, it's like a Ford assembly factory line. It's like beautifully done. It takes like, we can have two bowls of fully functional oatmeal in like six minutes. What, okay, what is your favorite drink? I have beer. Honestly, Love yeah. It. 
What kind of beer? I like IPAs a lot. There's a place in Madison called Working Draft Brewery. Um, that's used to be right down the street from where we live that has a couple different IPAs that I really enjoy. You know, I, I think honestly, I drink water uh, and I drink beer and I drink coffee and that's my entire liquid consumption for the past however long I've been 21 for. Other than milk and your oatmeal, but that doesn't count because it's not in liquid form. That doesn't count, correct. I'm not drinking it. I like that. That's like same for me, except for add some wine in there. If I replace oh, it, yeah. if I replace it, I wine on the holidays. Like okay. I drank wine on Thanksgiving and Christmas, but I enjoy the taste of beer. I know, you know, so like I will not drink a Bud Light or a Miller Light unless I don't know it's in the bottle. <laughs> if somehow it ended up in like a cup that I'm drinking, I'll consume it because I didn't pay for it. But um, for the most part, it's somehow like, it ended up in a cup. Yeah, that like I someone, paid for. <laughs> if someone buys you a drink, oh, okay, I'm not okay, going okay. to say no. I'm not going to say, please take this back and get me something else. Take it back. Yeah. Get away. Get away with this nonsense. I, I like legitimately enjoy it and I enjoy trying different beers. So Wisconsin is a good place for that. As is California and yeah. as is Vermont. So you got know, all the styles going on there. Yeah. Between the two of us, we've got a lot of different beer under under our roofs, as it were. For sure. We need to share some beer recommendations moving forward. That can be another YouTube video. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Coming up soon. <laughs> so we'll just do some rapid fire here. Just a few yeah. more questions. We'll end this off. I mean, you're so easy to talk to. I feel like we could go all day. Let's talk about you as a coach. How would yeah. you describe your coaching style? I think I'm pretty straightforward. I try not to mince my words. I try to keep things as concise as possible. I like kind of promoting effort and hard effort. So, you know, it's definitely something where I think, you know, I try to get the most out of everyone day in and day out without kind of overworking them verbally. I try to keep my words as short as possible and just kind of get to the get to the point. Mm -hmm. um, runners have a goal. Runners are trying to get to that goal and I'm kind of there to guide them. And then what's one of your biggest successes as a coach? Ooh, that's a really, that's a really <laughs> hard one. It's just like, uh, say it. no, you can think about it. Yeah. I mean, personally, like as a, as a professional coach, like you know, as a non-charge coach, I think I've, I've now founded two programs. I founded a high school program and I founded a college program. And both of those programs have taken people that were maybe not going to be runners and definitely weren't passionate about it early. And now they're lifelong runners. And I guess this does go for charge actually as well. I love when people love running and, 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 and taking someone that thinks of running as just a dreaded activity that has to be done for fitness and making it so that it's the thing that they do as a fallback when they're stressed or when they're anxious or when they want to think or when, you know, when they have some extra time or whatever, um, mm -hmm. that means a lot to me. And I've seen that in charge runners, you know, like someone like Carmen, who is like a all-star charge runner is a really good example. Yeah. She, you know, she's been running now and has gone through some injury stuff, but she's been running with me and, and with us now for, for a really long time. And I don't know where she started in terms of her passion for the sport, but she brings like so much exuberance and positivity to just running generally. Yeah. And not just to her successes, but just to everyone that's out there running, you know, it's just, a, it's a really positive vibe. So I, I, I enjoy that. I mean, I'm passionate about running. I hope Everyone else's? 100%. It is really cool to see how passionate charge runners, charge coaches, the founders, like everyone is. So it's, we're all here for the same reason, you know? Sure. And it's cool to see others really inspired. Yeah. 
any any closing statements, if you will? Uh, charge on. <laughs> that was a test, um, and you passed. Um, I got an opportunity to drink a beer and talk, which is like two of my favorite things. Same, and I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. I'm Can't excited wait. for uh, what's it called uh, now part now version five now. Now that's what I call music, volume we're... seven. Okay, great, perfect. See you there. Bye. All right, you guys. I hope you all enjoyed learning more about Coach Casey today. If you haven't had the chance to jump into one of his live runs, download the Charge Running app today for free and click on the Trainers tab at the bottom and you'll be able to see when Coach Casey hosts his live runs so he can coach you through a workout while analyzing things like your pace, your distance, your cadence, and give you instant feedback that you can hear him communicate to you through your headphones with. So be sure to check that out and head to chargerunning.com for any more questions. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Can't wait to see you here again at another podcast episode. And as always, charge on.